Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing 1,000 Stars, Episode 10 of the Thai BL drama series. Anna has to retrench her deep-seated dislike for this series because the final episode made up for most of why I didn't like this series, except I really, the whole cringe factor throughout this whole series was very annoying with those deep and longing looks. I'm sorry, but really. But still, the final episode, I have to say, was superlative and would make me rewatch this series just to get a better opinion now that I have seen the whole thing. And this episode is basically Tian is going home to his family and as he's preparing to leave, he gets to say goodbye to the children again. He gets to say goodbye to um, the villagers. And he also is waiting to see if he can see Chief to say goodbye one more time. Chief left him food for the evening before he left and the day that he left so he'd have food on his porch. But he didn't really say goodbye. And I think his name's Rad. Rang. Anyway, one of the forestmen, who is his assistant, said, Chief was busy today, so he's not going to be coming, but he wanted me to make sure you had this. And it was Torfin's journal. Tian then gets on the van to leave the village, and as he's leaving the village, he opens Torfin's journal and finds that Chief has written in it. And Chief explains to Tian that Torfin's wish, her thousand stars, was actually for Chief. It wasn't really for her. It was asking that Chief meet someone who he could care for wholeheartedly. And he says, you know, Tian, you might not have counted to a thousand stars that's been achieved because I do care for you wholeheartedly. But I want you to go and live your life now. And that's not here in the village. That's, you know, back in Bangkok, back with your family. So please forget everything about this village. Please forgive me so you can go live your life without trying to, you know, maybe make things work between you and I. I really liked this scene in some ways. I really didn't like this scene in some ways because I love the fact that Torfin wasn't really asking for herself a wish, so to speak. She was asking for another person. Now, yes, you do find out that Torfin wanted to be with Chief. That was something that she wanted. But she also knew that Chief couldn't mentally do that at that point because he was like, I could be killed. I could leave someone bereft. I don't want to do what happened to my mom. And Torfin's wish was that he would get to a point because he cared for someone enough that that risk was outweighed by the benefits of the relationship. And in the end, she did get a wish. But anyway, the end part of this where Kufa is asking Tian to forget him because he wants him to go live his life is kind of sad but also I mean no offense you also have to take into account that Pufa is I think in his 30s and Tian is in his early 20s he knows that Tian's family has great hopes for him that he's going to finish engineering school become someone who's very well looked upon in society and Chief knows that that's probably not going to be something where Tian would be living on the border of Thailand with Pufa. In addition, he's going, you know, even just the family relationship and dynamic of me being with Tian could cause trouble. And so he's like, I want Tian to go live his life. I want him to go have 
everything so that he can be accepted by his family and be happy as a person. Tian goes home. He really doesn't go and do much except live at his house with his family for a while because he's adjusting back to life in a much more industrialized society than the village. And he ends up going to his mom and saying, I don't want to be an engineer. I want to be a teacher. So I would like to change my major to education. And his mother re reluctantly agrees to do that. And she says, you can change your major, but you will be going to America for your two years of study to become a teacher because this is considered one of the best schools to do that. Tian agrees to do that. He also goes to Dr. Nan's wedding because Dr. Nan, I, I love Dr. Nan. Nan is really, really cool person. No offense. He really is. Now, he's got a little bit of too much. Um, he's way too friendly with the barmaids in the village or the town nearby. But still, he's a neat person for his other qualities, except for that, because you're going, why is Dr. Nan flirting with barmaids when he's supposed to be marrying this lovely, charming, who he ends up marrying. But anyway, moving on. So we're going to leave that to the side. But Dr. Nan decides to invite both Tian and Pufa to his wedding. And he says, he sends um, Tian a invite and says, there's someone who's coming to my wedding who really would like to see you. And he also lets Pufa know that Tian has been seated next to him at the wedding. And so Tian goes to the wedding. He gets all dressed up. He orders a tailored suit, and his mom's like, "Oh, are you going to see someone?" He's going. I'm going to see a senior who was in the village. Is his wedding, and so anyway, he goes to the wedding. Um, Chief also goes to the wedding of Pufa, and Pufa leaves right before Tian comes. And Doctor Nan talks to Tian and says, "You know, Pufa was here." But he said he had to leave on urgent business. So Tian ends up talking with the two other forest strangers that were in the village and basically just visiting with them. And at the time he's talking with them, what he doesn't know is that Pufa stepped out so that he could step back in and watch Tian, but not talk to him because he that would be too hard for Chief, I think. Also, the thing I think that we need to realize as viewers is if this story were true, which it's not, but if it were hypothetically Pufa's been through a lot in a very short period of time. I mean, he is in his early 30s. He's lost both his parents, um, brutally murdered his father by poachers. His mother he lost as well, and she was terribly, you know, brokenhearted with the loss of her husband. And he lost Torfin, who was a possible romantic interest. And then he found Tian and lost Tian. So anyway, and some people would say, well, he lost Tian of his own making, but yeah, he did, but it still doesn't make it easier. So anyway, he does not go into the wedding while Tian is there because he doesn't want to meet him because he thinks it's going to be too hard for both of them. Tian has been sending letters to Pufa to basically say, this is my life, this is what's going on, basically trying to keep a connection. And Pufa has not responded to those letters. Um, Tian decides to write him one final letter that says, you know what? There wasn't enough distance here in Bangkok. I'm going to the States to study in the hopes that maybe that makes me forget you and I and the village, and it will just be a nice dream that helps me fall asleep at night. 
At that point, Tian then gets ready to go, and I love the scene in the morning before he leaves because he makes himself coffee, but he makes two cups, and he clicks the cups together like someone else is there, like when he was with um, Pufa having coffee. I, I know this is an advertisement for Super Coffee from Thailand, but it's still a very neat scene. So anyway, he gets ready to go to the States. His best friend comes to see him off. His mom and his dad come to see him off. And his best friend says, you know, I wanted to come see you off because last time you left for the village, I didn't get to say goodbye. Now I get to say goodbye. And he, he hosts and he goes, you know what? There's going to be a lot of nice guys that you meet in America. I'm sure you'll find. And Tian's like, you know what? I don't need this right now, so-and-so. And I really don't want to discuss this with my mom and dad sitting right here either. So anyway, he then gets ready to go on the plane, and he gets a call on his cell phone. Now, there is a tie-in to the wedding, because Dr. Nan, when he's talking to Tian at the wedding, he finds out from Tian that Pufa said that he wanted Tian to forget him. And Tian says, you know what? I think that when Pufa said that, he's also forgetting me. And Dr. Nan really didn't have a good response for it, but he said, you know what, Tian? I want your phone number. Can you give me your phone number so if I need to, I can stay in touch? Well, I think what happened is Dr. Nan gave Pufa um, Tian's phone number, and Pufa got that final letter. Well, anyway, he picks up the phone, and it's Pufa on the end of the line, and he says, Tian, um, I wish you good luck. And Tian says, you know what, Pufa? If that's all you can say right now, I really don't need to hear from you. <laughs> and at the other end of the line, um, Pufa says, and I also miss you. And then you see these two boots behind Tian, because Pufa has come to see Tian off. It's at this point that I think Pufa's entire opinions have shifted because he realizes that neither he or Tian are good without one another or the possibility of one another and so therefore all the risks and the what-ifs that he was totally worried about are not worth worrying about as much as both individuals and so anyway he says you know what Tian I want you to forget what I told you to forget and Tian says back he says you know what are you just saying this and then you're going to change your mind again? Because I really don't want to go through this another time, Poofa. <laughs> and Poofa's like, no, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to be here for you, and you're going to be here for me. And at that point, Tian says, okay, but will you wait for me? Because I am going to go to America. I am going to get my teacher's degree so that I can finish that part of what I need to do. And Tian says, and Pufa says, sure, I will wait. I don't care how long it is. I will wait. I, it reminds me of there is one of my favorite quotes in the world is by Oscar Wilde, who, you know, I, I really don't like everything about Oscar Wilde. Okay, don't get me started. But the thing that I really liked about this quote was that Oscar Wilde said was, if, if you're not too long, I will wait forever. And I thought, that's a really cool quote. I mean, he could really turn a phrase. So anyway, but anyway, Tian and Pufa. So Tian goes to America. Two years pass. Pufa is in the school giving a puppet show with his two assistant forcemen because there is no substitute teacher now, and they are the ones who have to be the teachers. And so they're giving a story, basically, that is a metaphor for when Tian got Torfin's heart and Pufa became 
more open-hearted. And so anyway, the children are talking about metaphors, and then um, Chief turns to one of his assistants and says, where did the children learn about this? And the children say, well, it was it was Yod. Yod, Yod told us that you were missing Tien, and this is how you came up with this story. And then um, Fufu looks at Yod and goes, Yod, when is the substitute teacher, the volunteer teacher, coming? Because I'm really tired of you, you know, telling the children I like Tien and, you know, basically putting your nose in my business where it doesn't need to be long. And so anyway, God says, I, I don't know when the substitute, when the volunteer teacher is coming, but ask Rang. Maybe he knows. And so he turns to Rang and goes, Rang, do you know when the substitute teacher is coming? Or the volunteer? And, and Rang says, no, I do I don't. I will maybe call the um, the group that sends them out and see. And so at this point, Yod and Rang look at the kids and go, you know what, I think the green giant is angry now, so we need to dismiss class, kids. We'll take you home, okay? <laughs> and so anyway, they take the kids home. It's at this point that... Um, Poofa gets a call on his um, walkie-talkie that says there is a emergency up at Pungdown Cliff. And so he grabs a big gun and goes up because he thinks we're dealing with poachers. Anyway, he goes up and it's Tien who has come back and he is going to be the volunteer teacher at the school. And it's at this point that he also buries Torfin's journal on the hill and shows Pufa his new journal and he says chief this is my new journal because I'm going to be making new memories in my own thousand star journal here in um, Pengdao and chief goes are you really sure Tian because you know I know I said I'd wait for you which is absolutely true but I didn't mean that you had to come back here to teach because this might not be what you want to do and it's this point that Tian says I'm doing what I want to do, Chief. I want to be here. I want to be with you. And what do you want, Chief? What What do you want? And Chief goes, and he says, do you want me to be here, Chief? I mean, I'm just curious. And it's at this point that Chief goes, well, yes, yes, I would like you to be here. And then um, Tian says, well, I didn't really hear that. So can you repeat? Because you were talking very muffled. He says, yes, I'd like you to be here. And so anyway, he then turns to Tian and says, you know, when you were counting the stars, you missed one of them because that was you and you came here which is now you have a thousand stars so what do you want to wish for Tian and Tian says well I want to wish that I stay here with you forever because I don't want to or I not that he stays there he says I want to make sure that you and I are always together that's my wish for my thousand stars and it's at this point basically that Tian and Pufa decide to be together Actually, I think they pretty much decided to be together at the airport, to be quite frank. So anyway, but you know, there we go. So anyway, Tien moves in with Pufa, who decides to freak him out by turning out the lights the first night that he arrives. Because Pufa, um, Tien is explaining how he was very slighted because the um, volunteer teacher's house doesn't have electricity and running water. And Pufa did, so it was very unkind of him not to invite him to live with him sooner. And then... Basically, they have an argument that's just a little back and forth, nothing major, it's all teasing. And then Rang comes, not Rang, Yod comes up because they're both fighting each other in the bed because, um, not, well, yes, it ends up becoming romantical, but they cut it. But anyway, so Yod comes over because Tian stepped on Pufa's back as a joke because 
Poofer was being a little ornery. And so then he and Tien have a little back and forth banter about, I hurt my back, can't I please sleep in the bed? <laughs> and so anyway, they both get in the bed and then they start wrestling one another. And anyway, Yod comes over and thinks that something terrible has happened. And then he goes, oh, nothing terrible has happened. I'm going to leave them alone. And then we basically cut with them having a romantical moment. But I do really like how this series really doesn't do anything that you couldn't really watch with the kids for the most part. I will say there is one scene regarding a wedding at the village that really just shouldn't have been there, but that's just Donna's opinion. So anyway, but the rest of it you really could watch with the kids. And I have to say, I really like this series by the end of it, although I will say the middle episodes kind of had me a little... <laughs> but you know, there you go. And you know, some people might not have a problem with it, but I just don't like people looking longingly at each other across the crowd. I'm going, you know, go sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk this out. I, I don't know. It's like when Vala in Stargate says with conflict, you know, throw both people in a hole and there you go. They all resolve their problems one way or the other. So, but you know, that's probably not the best way to do things. But I'm just saying it would be nice if we talked instead of looked longingly at one another. But that is my review of Thousand Stars Episode 10. I really have to say this series really improved massively. The pilot was excellent. I really, really liked the pilot. And I really liked Episode 10 when it was the conclusion. Also watching Episode 9, knowing what was in Episode 10, I did like that as well. Just because you got to kind of see the build-up to the end of the series. I think both the actors in the series did a really good job in their uh, acting. I think everyone in this production did a, a really good job. I do have to say, um, I wish they wouldn't have had um, some of the, I'm sorry, the cringeworthy moments just really, again, I know I keep saying it, but seriously, we don't need to have that in dramas. And also, I did not like that... Um, Poofer oftentimes didn't have his shirt on, and that was just weird because that man needs to eat more. He's way too thin, bless his heart. So anyway, I, I don't mean it weird. I'm like, somebody with their shirt off, it's like, why don't they just put a shirt on and they're way, way too thin? I mean, that guy, he really needs some ramen or something. I don't know. So, but anyway, I digress. But overall, I really did like this production. I think they did a good job, and I think it's a lot better than some of the other ones that have come out this spring, such as Lovely Writer, which, as you all know, I am really loathing at this point. Also, as you might have realized in my recordings, I have not done any on History 4, and there's a good reason for it, because I have been following the series, but it is such a mess at this point that I... Yeah, I just am not reviewing it. But, and it's not because I have problems with the two stepbrothers who end up together, except for the fact that the one majorly hoodwinked to the other. But, yeah, so anyway. But at the end of the day, this is one of the few BLs that came out this spring that I have to say was really quite good by the end of it. I also have to say that I really like um, We Best Love. If you haven't seen We Best Love Peeps, go check it out. It is absolutely splendiferous. I mean, I honestly can't say enough about We Best Love, but it's just awesome. It has great acting, interesting storyline, and I am really, we have like one week left, and we're supposed to have the final episode this Friday. They might make a bonus episode. I'm really hoping they do. And I've heard they're releasing a third season because it has been so popular. But anyway, that is a Taiwanese drama. It's on Tencent Video or WeTV app. Go check it out, peeps. It'll blow your mind. 
And it's also written by the person who wrote History 2, right or wrong, by the way. I'm just saying quality work, quality work, quality work. And if you don't like wheels, you'll still like the series, most likely. So anyway, I would say Thousand Stars and We Best Love were the best of this season so far. Um, also, earlier this, spree, earlier this year, we had To My Star that came out from South Korea and Color Rush. Those were excellent BLs, and it's not just because they were BLs. They were just excellent dramas in general. I thought they did a fabulous job, especially because, no offense, the the South Korean BL industry normally, in honest opinion, tends to be kind of sucky. And these two were not sucky. These were the first ones I had seen that were really quite, quite good. Um, I have to say Melody from Your Heart was better than most of the Korean BLs I had seen before. But, um, like, uh, it wasn't as nearly as good as To My Star or Color Rush. And you can watch all those on Vicky Rukaton, Color Rush, and To My Star. Um, you can also watch Melody Your Heart. I also believe that just came available on Netflix as well, but it is not nearly as good as Color Rush or To My Star. Um, I like Color Rush because it's a very interesting concept for a series. The whole plotline is very unique. And I like To My Star because it's instead of being set in high school or early college, we're dealing with people who are in their 30s, which you have different things that you deal with sometimes in your 30s than you do in your early 20s or in late high school, if that makes sense. So I really like the juxtaposition that that series provided. It's a micro series, so you can literally watch it in like two hours. It's like a movie length um, series. But anyway on both those. And the the score for both were absolutely fabulous too, just saying. So you might want to check those out. But that is my review of Thousand Stars Episode 10. Check it at the round table. Bye!